You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. This is Charles Laux coming to you. We are live streaming here on YouTube and hope that you all uh, will be able to enjoy our special guest. Today we have, there he is, Mr. Creston Heron from Klein ISD in Texas. Uh, welcome, Creston. We are so excited to have you. Thank you. Good morning, Professor. Very excited <laughs> uh, to, to be here with my birthday brother. That's right. Uh, yes, yes. You look, you look better than just, I am. Though, ah, so you, you just two days well. ago. Yeah. <laughs> just two so, days ago. Yeah, very excited. Thank you for this invitation. Excited to have a little some dialogue this morning. Absolutely. We're going to have a great time. Um, I, I want everybody to get to know you because like I had said in the preview, I really didn't you know, know you uh, until maybe Midwest. And then we just started talking. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And the, and things just went, you know, yes, so that yes, was, that absolutely. was super fun. And well, see, I knew you because you, you're a big deal. I actually remember going to one of your presentations uh, with um, uh, you were in there. And I think also uh, Bob Gillespie okay. um, at, at TMEA. Oh, yeah, I, I, I knew you as the technology guru, which clearly with your setup right now, with your studio, <laughs> I, I could see it rings true. Well, I, I'm having fun with it. You know, uh, Mr. I, some people call me Mr. Gadget, you know, so I like I like to mess around with different things and uh, try to bring that to what I do and what we do. And uh, so it's a lot of fun, you know. Um, awesome. But yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you, like your like your background and, and uh, where you're from and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I, I was uh, born and raised in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. I, I uh, grew up there in the uh, public KCK public schools. Okay. Um, uh, very much so uh, a, a Jayhawk, as you can see. All I, right. I did my you know, undergrad University of Kansas. This is our championship um gear that we just we just we just finished uh this year very excited for them cool. uh but uh i started that that's where i was and i grew up in a very musical family my my mother everyone my grandmother it, it wasn't a question of uh what if you would play an instrument it was which instrument <laughs> you would play in, in our household uh -huh. and um you know so i i grew up around music and when it came to deciding on what I wanted to do as a career, I knew it wanted to, I wanted to be involved with music somehow. Uh, I just didn't know what capacity. I didn't know I was I did not start out thinking I was going to be an educator. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did my undergrad in, in violin performance. Okay. Uh, I completed that University of Kansas. And then I moved down to Texas uh, to get my master's uh, at Rice. And I was obviously in performance as well. And then I was going to go on and get my doctorate because I wanted to be a violin professor and uh -huh. have my own quartet and be a in a professional orchestra at the time. And I was like, I, I think I have all these these uh, aspirations. But um, my professor at the time, Ken Goldsmith, um, some uh, one of the public charter school administrators reached out to him and said, hey, would you you have a student that might be interested in being one of our uh, orchestra directors here? And he thought Creston would be great. Um, and, you know, I he sends me this email. At first, I'm going, oh, I've, I've, I've never really taught like that in my life. I don't think I could do something like that. So I'll be honest, I ignored it the first time. Now, did you go and, through uh, did you go through a, a pretty strong orchestra program uh in kansas i i did sumner i, I attended sumner academy uh, in high school and my my orchestra director which is still a mentor and friend we, uh mr marcus dowdy mm. uh you know we we stay in contact and he's come he's visited he's been at my concerts down here he went to my uh recitals at rice and um a huge mentor and influence uh uh to me very great program. I, I, I wanted to be in that. I knew I wanted to be in that program since uh, I started uh, playing. And I remember one of my concerts or one of their concerts that we attended. I remember going up to him going, I want to play in your orchestra. And 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 he chuckled at that. I ended up I ended up doing it. And uh, yeah, to this day, we have a great friendship. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, so I, I, I didn't think, but still, I didn't think I was going to be an, an educator uh, in that person in a secondary level. Right. I wanted to be at the collegiate level. Sure. And so, but uh, they they reached out to my professor a second time, and he doesn't. Uh, if anyone that knew Mr. Goldsmith, he didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> so he 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 got to me and said, "Creston, I need you to go and check this out." And mm-hmm. and so I said, "Okay, Mr. Goldsmith, I'm, I'm going to go check it out." And uh, I ended up. Um, going to the campus and visiting with the students. And I got to do a sample lesson. I, I taught Viva La Vida in, in the sample lesson. Uh, the pretty, pretty cool uh, first, first lesson. And I remember thinking, this is pretty neat and the kids are great. And I feel mm-hmm. like I, you know, I was making an impact. So I said, why not? I'll try that for, for two years and then go back and, and get my uh, doctorate and, and move on with the path that I, I, I first considered in you know, 12 years later, it's like, oh. <laughs> I, I I realized I caught the bug and I knew this is actually what I want to do. It's crazy, isn't it? It happens to yeah. a lot of people that way. Yes, it yeah. really does. Yeah. I mean, it was once you, you, you see that, that connection and, and you being able to transfer that passion for what you do onto someone else mm-hmm. and how that lights them up. I mean, that's contagious. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, You know, some like for me, I kind of knew that I wanted to do this for a long time, uh, probably since maybe 10th or 11th grade is when I kind of figured it out. Uh, But uh, I just love it when when people are like, well, I was going to be I wanted to perform. And then they start they they get to share their love of teaching and their love of music with other people and you know, perf- I, I, I love to perform and uh, I, don't, I don't get to do it enough, but I'm hoping to do some more uh, here starting this year. Uh, but it's, it's, it's something that I think it's important that we still do for our students and, you know, give them that model. You know, absolutely. I, I agree with you. It, it It is. It's a tough balance. In fact, that last night I, I got in about uh, 12, 15 in the morning last night because I was playing with Johnny Mathis. Really? If, uh, yeah, down at the oh. Galveston Grand, which let me tell you, he still got it. Um, <laughs> he still cool. got it. He got that velvety voice. Wow. And uh, yeah, but I, I like um, still being a part. Ha- performance is still a big part of my life, and mm-hmm. uh, it keeps it it keeps me sharp, and it and it also uh, it, it keeps me fresh. That's cool. That's really cool. So tell us, um, you, you you've been doing it twelve years, and and within that time, you. You taught high school only, and now you've moved on to an admin type role. Tell us well, about actually. Yeah, actually, I started elementary. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I start. I, I, I first my first uh, couple gigs. I I started doing group class at a um, Parker Elementary, uh, an elementary school in HISD, mm-hmm. and then I also did a first grade um, violin class mm-hmm. at a, a private school, Village School. But those those were, you know, I taught like I think it was like four classes, four classes a day on those. But it was still that was a, a per service. I was still getting my master's at the time. Um, and then uh, that's when I got the opportunity at Yes Prep um, to teach there. And that was actually middle school, the sixth through eighth grade. And my second year was sixth through ninth. Cool. So I, I did middle school and work with beginners. And then uh, this is what what really got it was funny. I was looking at my, my mentor also at the time, Penny Mites, oh, which Penny. really, you know, Penny, Oh, you know, Penny, yeah, she, I mean, she, she's saving grace. Yeah. Um, was, uh, you should, Oh, Charles, if you'd seen me in my first year, Oh my gosh. You'd have looked and said, this guy's hopeless. There's just no, what a and I remember Penny Mites. I still remember the day she walked in my classroom and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, she's got to think I'm just an idiot. And she looked around and she was, a, you know, just surveying, what do I need to do? And sure enough, she came in and it was just, we need to do X, Y, Z. And she cleaned me Whipped up. you into shape. Oh yes, she did. Yeah. She did. And then she's, she, she pulled me over to the public school side. And um, there was a, I, I was looking at, you know, I would have been fine staying at Yes Prep. It was a great, great mm-hmm. school, great system, um, which targeted predominantly um, first, coll- first generation college bound students. Okay. So these students, 
this exposure was crucial for them. I, right, I, I right. loved, I enjoyed right. working there. Uh, but uh, Penny sent me a recording of a a, a school dis, a school in Klein ISD that was looking for an assistant position. She sent me a recording of one of their performances and said, "Hey, this program is looking for an assistant director. Would you be interested?" Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you know, I'm I. I came from Kansas. Texas, as you know, is a different animal when it comes right. to music. Right. Oh, education. totally. It's the mecca for music education. That's These right. kids, I don't know what they feed them. And I remember hearing this recording. This is a middle school playing uh, Moorside Suite, the March. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm listening to this going, oh, my gosh. This is incredible. This is a middle school. And I'm thinking, I want to know what these uh-huh. folks are feeding these kids. So let I, I entertain the idea. And so I, I take the interview and um, I meet with the head director at Starbucks. Okay. And the person is late. They're about five, 10 minutes late. I remember that vividly. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, a head director in my mind, I don't know why I thought this, Charles, but I thought, you know, a head director, they're going to probably be an older person, maybe 50, someone that's getting yeah. encroaching on retirement. Um, and so then waltzes up this, uh, 20 some odd year old and I go oh wow they look they look kind of cute that's quite fascinating and and we have this interview and I remember in the interview asking questions like you know so do you enjoy cooking or what are your hobbies and all this and uh (laughs) sure enough we started hitting it off and I didn't get the job but uh we ended up getting married (laughs) Um, so that that is actually I, so she part of the time, interview. She was part of the interview committee. She was she was the head director. Oh, so she was she, head director. Okay, got it. Got she it. was the head director. Yes, my wife was the head director. I was trying to be her assistant, and she didn't give me the job. And I ended that up. It's funny, and that's okay. We I, I got you, a different. You have to give her a hard time about that all the time, don't you? All the time. Well, I'm good enough the- to marry you, but not good <laughs> enough to be your assistant. <laughs> yes. So uh, I ended up. Uh, taking an assistant position with Keith Markison, the, the great legend and, and mentor to me um, at Klein High School. And, and that's what really kicked me going in the, in the climb. But yeah, I, that my transition going into Klein is exactly how I met my wife. <clears throat> that's, that's amazing. What a great story, yeah, it, though. It, it was. And it, it, I, 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 lo- I love say, saying it because I remember saying how, and some people might have this opinion, but I remember thinking, I'm not dating a musician. I want somebody different. I want someone that is not in the field. So we're not clashing and, and we, 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 we don't have to just talk shop all the time. And, and none of those relationships work. The first musician I date, I marry <laughs> was like, you know what? It was meant to be. There you it go. Was- that is awesome. How cool. What a funny thing. Yes. And so um, how long were you at Klein as the orchestra director? I was there a total of eight years, six as the head. Okay. And then now? Now I'm the uh, director of fine arts. Okay. So now it's a a totally different role. Right. Now I I oversee, you know, all in in Klein, which is the 16th largest district in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, All, all aspects, band, choir, orchestra, theater, dance, elementary. All of that is yours. Everything we have uh, 51 campuses, uh, just shy of uh, 280 teachers, and you know, 53,000 eager students. That I want to have every one of them in fine arts. That would be amazing, <laughs> right? So, yes, so, absolutely. And you've been in this role for for a year. Yes. Okay. I survived my first year. Okay. Oh, Charles, it was a year, year, year. But you know what? I'm here and I'm smiling and and no no buildings went down in flames. But you're still on break, right? When, uh, break? What is this break? So you don't get a break now. Are you you're on the admin schedule? I'm on the admin schedule. And which is which I I I had to think about this was the first time I ever had to work through an entire summer. First my time you whole worked on life. your birthday, right? Yes. I had to work on my birthday. Yeah, we yeah. actually had a team, we had a team retreat for my fine arts team, a team building retreat on my on my birthday. And, and my team, you know, they they surprised me with a, a nice little birthday treat. But um yeah. yeah, we I had to work. This was the first time because you know, obviously in school you have you have your breaks, and then when you're in college, you have your breaks, and then it was like in 
teaching. I have my breaks. Right. And so I, it was definitely a mindset shift that I had to realize, mm-hmm. oh, I'm year round now. Um, but I, I will say in the summers, you have time to really buckle down and plan. Yeah. And that's what I was excited about. The 280 that, people that you're in charge of are on break. <laughs> yes. And you got, but you've got to plan yeah. to get prepared for them to have a successful year. You know, that and just like as a teacher, you're planning when you're planning your score studying, your lesson planning, you're wanting to make sure that you're preparing students for success. Now that shift is from the students uh, indirectly to the yeah. students directly through the teachers. Um, mm-hmm. So, that yeah, that's that was it. But I tell you, I, I thoroughly enjoy this position. I, I do. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So what are some of the uh, things that you've trends you've noticed or, you know, I know a lot of us uh, had a semi-normal year last year with COVID Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but like, what are some of the things that uh, were challenging for you or, uh, you know, in, in trying to get back to normal? Well, uh, great, great question. I I think some of the major challenges were um, people feeling like we should be back to normal. Mm -hmm. We thought after this pandemic, Oh, we're back in the classroom now full time. So everything should be business as usual. And it was not (laughs) business as usual. There is quite a bit of unseen mental, physical, you know, uh, damage, you know, that that was inflicted on everyone, not just our students, but ourselves. And so, you know, we what I did notice was a lot of people had a lot of un unwarranted pressure on themselves to think, oh my gosh, for example, during this month before we used to be at this level. Now we're at this level. I'm not doing my job. And you yeah. know, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, the case is we're, we're dealing with, you know, at the beginning of the year when it took maybe a week to put in roti- routines and procedures that, <laughs> that extended to about two, three months yeah. of trying to yeah. retrain wait, Johnny, you can't just get up out of your seat and walk out of my room and go to the restroom like you could on your computer. I'm going to need you to raise your hand. (laughs) We we have systems and procedures now. And the the whole phone thing, you know, there's, uh, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were so many things that we had to kind of, uh, and, and, and you can't even say in many cases, go back to normal. It was reinvent. You know, it was, it was kind of like redefined. Very good what, point. To be honest, is redefine what the classroom looks like in many cases because, um, you know, before the pandemic, we already knew that teachers had to wear the, you know, counselor, you know, crisis counselor hat before. Sure. Now that sure. hat got that's a ten gallon hat now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you yeah. know, that is you. You really are taking the time to. Uh, connect with students beyond content, right? To you know, to connect with them and to to really uh, bring them back to the table as to like wanting to be creative, mm-hmm. wanting to go beyond. Why am I here? What you know? And and the and uh, to to kind of address some of the things that that were happening at home. You know, a lot right. of a lot of things that people. It used to be. Um, we would see the students more than their parents did. And that's for the first time ever that that shifted. It did. Yeah. <laughs> parents got to see what their kids are like. <laughs> You're welcome, parents. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was like, oh, wait. Yeah. I see a lot of you now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that for, for me, too. I mean, I've always uh, found it really, really important to take care of my kids and, and their emotional needs and everything. Because, you know, part of what we do, we get we get to know our kids better than any other teacher on the campus. Absolutely. You know, and so I've always kind of had that approach. Um, and I, I've had a lot of kids call me their, you know, school dad or whatever. You know, that's fine. Yes. Um, uh, as long as they don't call me their school grandfather, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someday maybe. But uh, I, I definitely, um, I think it's important. And, and, and now more than ever, like you said, it's just. Yes. We got to make sure that and kids need a safe place to go and they need to feel like they're being taken care of, you know, wherever they are. So for me, that's one of the most important things that I do um, besides Absolutely. besides the music. Obviously, music is really important and fun. And that's why we do this. But um, our kids are there and 
You know, I'm starting a new position uh, tomorrow. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. So yes. Uh, yeah. Moving, right. moving districts uh, uh, from Fulton County to Cobb County. And uh, it's uh, a great move for my, for my family uh, a lot closer to school. And so that whole family work balance is about to really uh, change, uh, but it's going to free up some time for me to do more of this and um, obviously spend time with my kids and, and less time in the car and, and my family uh, just, it's, it's, it's a great thing. And I'm really excited about my program. Uh, it's, uh, it's different, you know, Cobb County, uh, most of the programs are larger than, than in Fulton County. Uh, okay. There's something to be said for both philosophies, but that's what it is. So um, I had five, uh, five classes in, at Alpharetta and uh, about 130, 140 students over five classes. So they were all a lot smaller. Um, mm-hmm. And my new program, I have uh, just three classes this year, but 160 students. So whoa, yeah, they're going to be big. So and that's uh, now, some, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I have a freshman orchestra uh, with 68. Uh, and then I have uh, two audition group for upperclassmen. Um, well, not, well, I guess one is, they're both audition groups, but, um, you know, we're going to get, we're going to keep building it to get more. But so I have a, uh, they called it chamber one, chamber two, uh, that kind of thing. But, uh, and they're about 50, 56, 58, and then I think 40, the other one. So yeah, there's a good number of kids. Uh, so, yeah. um, and the, and the director, the leave it, the director who left uh, kind of made it that way. So I would have time to keep continue to build the program because in the past they've had over 200 uh, in in that program. So uh, it's just a matter of getting those numbers back up. So if I have 68 freshmen, I can keep the 60s going. We'll be we'll be up in numbers real fast. And um, yeah, uh, then, the, the, you know, have more classes to be able to expand that a little bit more. So I think by next year, I should be able to get four classes back and you know, so many students, if we keep that going, then uh, the ability to maybe to get an assistant director to down the road. So we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just about to ask you if you were by yourself and, and the assistant, because I mean, coming coming from Kansas, that was mind blowing to me. This 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 assistant full time uh, director that's also in the classroom with yeah. you. <laughs> when I saw that in Texas, I'm like, wait a second. This is I, I still remember the first time I walked in the the. Um, new building the old building that we had at klein high and in kansas you shared the same the band hall and orchestra they were the same and you shared we shared instrument storage and all that and so Uh, when i walked into this big room i'm going oh my gosh this is impressive and they said well let's show you the band hall what yeah they have two separate buildings two separate rooms this is insane and then when i heard about the full-time assistant that was just mind-blowing what do you do that that's some great help. So you do, you can, you, there is a possibility. Yeah. In the past they've had one. Okay. uh, And uh, like I said, when numbers go down and, and uh, so they've had to kind of make some changes there, but uh, yeah. So there's always that possibility and several of the high schools in, uh, in our district have uh, two directors. Okay. So it really depends on the principal decision. There's no magic number, you know, or anything like that. There's no formula that way, but uh, hopefully they can justify that. And uh Get, get the kids excited about being in, in class. And I uh, got two amazing, amazing feeders. So uh, look out. It's going to be. It's yes. Gonna be awesome. Yeah. Of course it is. They, they, so. they didn't put a stick of dynamite in there. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, we start tomorrow, August 1st. And uh, it's here we go. You know, let the good times roll. Yep. Yep. So uh, the, the other great thing about uh, this too, the, that work-life balance is that it, we have a we have a break a fall break in September, like the whole a whole week off, and another one in February. In addition to the whole week of Thanksgiving and uh, and the winter break, uh, December break, you know, and then uh, uh, spring break too. So there's they divide the calendar up real nice, and I'm on that with my family now too on the same calendar. Uh-huh. So, do yeah. your band directors like that? I think that they do. They do. Yeah. See, we yeah. we just shifted to that calendar and. You know, I'll be honest. Uh, Taking a week our, off is hard. I will say, it, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's it's a it's a a, a bit of an interruption and, and yeah. for them, but we'll see how we're going to live with it this year and see what happens. Yeah, um, sends you back a little bit, and it takes a little bit, you know, of time to to catch up after you have yeah. that break, you know. And the kids kind of check out a few days before the break, and it takes them a few days after <laughs> the break. You know what I mean? So you do oh, lose yeah. some time. Uh, I haven't taught in that uh, type of schedule, so we'll see. I, as I coach baseball, uh, baseball takes that time off too, and it's like, have you ever caught a ball before when they come back from that break? You know, it's like <laughs> they forget. 
they forget. So uh, we will see how that goes. But um, on, on the uh, on the personal side, you know, as far as like trying to reduce the yeah. burnout and all that, those breaks are going to be phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So I got and a, speaking got a great, great team of people. Burnout. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Speaking on the on yeah. the topic of burnout, it was I just had um, our professional development for our new teachers last mm-hmm. week. And this was one of the things that we were talking about um, with this topic of burnout and how to to uh, some of the things to prevent it. And one of the things that we're really trying to push, you know, our especially new teachers is to really collaborate and know that they're not in it alone. You know, especially with the orchestra, that's one thing being in this role, um, I've noticed that different disciplines have different personalities and they have different characteristics and orchestra directors in many cases um kind of stick to themselves okay. a little bit mm-hmm. it's like we, we stick in our own group and it's one that we really have to branch out and collaborate and um kind of lean on others mm-hmm. to, to to make sure that that we are not only getting the creative the creativity and ideas uh, that that will help continue to, you know, spark our our inspiration and curiosity, but also just like the mental breaks and understanding when we have those days where it's like, am I speaking English today? Right. We're having the same issues down here. It's it's yeah. no big deal, and and that's just okay. I, I'm not alone in this. I, I remember um, I, I loved working at at uh, my the public charter school system that I was in before I started at climb. But one of the issues was I was isolated. I was the only orchestra. Yeah. Uh, we only, we had the only orchestra program in the entire system. And so there was no, you know, a uh, real like, Oh, let's, let's, let's talk to these people down, down the, the street right. that, that, uh, that in our, in our, our school district that, that are, what are you dealing with or yeah. what kind of ideas do you have? It was, I was, I felt alone. And because of that, it, it, easily could lead lead to uh, burnout on there. So, you know, making sure uh, this year more so than ever, branch out. And, you know, things that I loved doing at Klein, like I would have, you know, my work, my choir director come in and, you know, work our kids on trying to sing, learn how to, how to sing so we can work on oral skills and, um, you know, theater, working on movement. Uh, And, uh, you know, that collaborative spirit, which one builds that camaraderie with your colleagues, mm-hmm. which will help kind of reinforce that, that sense of community and, and uh, cohesiveness, which hopefully will help retain some of these teachers yeah. from getting this mental burnout. Have you, have you seen a lot of teachers leaving in Texas too? Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. We had this year, um, and Klein alone, we had to hire 72 new fine arts teachers. And and wow. that is across the board. That's the most, it was quite extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but across the board, I know neighboring districts that had to hire over 130 extra, or they're, they're still looking. We just finished, I, I had a resignation last Monday, and we just filled that position Friday, thank goodness. So if you're looking um, for a job... Preston's information will be in the description <laughs> of the podcast. Contact, we can get contact you down here in Texas. Yes, yeah, but yeah. it. Oh yeah, across yeah. the board. Yeah, that and so that's why as as administrators, we're constantly that that is one of on the forefront of our minds. How can we increase teacher retention? Yeah. Um, what can we do? Serve uh, providing resources and support to make sure that these teachers uh, feel feel um, appreciated feel valued because that is actually a lot of people think, um, Oh, they're leaving because they're not making enough money. And, you know, you know, surveys show that's not the number one reason why teachers, the number one reason really why teachers are leaving is because they feel like their work is not valued. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's a big issue yeah. when, when you feel like we're just being overlooked right. and we, we, we're just kind of like, you know, on the back burner all the time. Yeah. Teachers will leave. You know, that that's that's a big deal. And, and, you know, as administrators, we have to make sure that that's our first priority is making sure they're supported. Mm-hmm. That my job is to make sure their job is easier. Sure. <laughs> it's not yeah. easier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so 
that that, that I, I hopefully administrators are are in that mindset, especially. Yeah. How much, days. how would you say how much control, I could call it control, but how much influence or control do you have over your fine arts teachers as opposed to say the principal? I know like, mm-hmm. you know, most districts here, the fine arts uh, uh, coordinator or director, whatever you want to call uh, your position, different names, uh, you know, has some influence, but uh, ultimately it's, it's the principal that makes the real, the big decisions. And, and that's mm-hmm. what, that's what put down. Great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. It it all varies by dis- district and um to be honest in influence of of the fine arts director and their collaboration and connection and partnership with the principal. Um here in Klein, I'm very fortunate. And one of the reasons why I consider taking this position is because the arts are equally as weighted in the academics and the athletics. In fact, we have it, we're called, we're our branding, we, we brand ourselves as AAA. Our academics, arts, and athletics equally. Nice. Um, and, and with that push from the very top, from our superintendent, principals prioritize it. So when it comes to hiring, I'm very involved. When it comes to instructional purposes, I'm very involved. Yeah. And, and our principals lean on us, not only as just, resources, but also instructional leaders in the fine arts. So we actually go on campuses and we get in the classrooms and we are able to kind of provide that support uh, as well. So we, I I do, I would say that I have quite a bit of influence, um, not only resource wise, I hold all the, the, the budgets Mm -hmm. for our, our uh, teachers, but also in instructionally, if right. it was a situation where I feel like I think this needs to happen, the principals listen here. And I, I, I hope and I wish that that's the case for every every district, because when you have that kind of partnership, things get done, you know, yeah. that <laughs> and, and you will retain teachers when you have that uh, that support, too. And it comes from the top down and um, and the principals have that understanding, you know, because there yes. are a lot of there are a lot of administrators out there that are all focus on academics and that's all that's all they really care about is their school ratings and things like that. And then you have some administrators that it's all, all athletics and, yes, you know, so uh, having that balance and, and the understanding yes. is, is, I mean, you can't beat that. And yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, I said, uh, and you know, we just recently passed, you know, just, just driving that home for our district, we just recently passed a bond that, <laughs> multi-millions of dollars are funding our fine arts programs. And, you know, that that just shows not only our administration, you know, but our community is like, we we value the arts and we're hoping that we can serve as an not only an influence, but an example uh, across, you know, our state that we're going to be pushing for that to say, hey, look, this is how arts will drive everything else. Yeah. You know, we, we drive community building. We drive academic success results through the arts. That's where you're going to have it. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, if you're paying attention to the data, let, you know, yeah. so that's, that's where, you know, and they're putting their money where their mouth is. So we're really excited about that. That's, I love my job because of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I feel like I have the support. Yeah. To and you get to, to see do. the results of your efforts and the efforts of the people that you're supporting you know absolutely absolutely uh um you know we'll see i'm excited to see some of our our actual um data driven results coming out when we have our uh you know our star we call it star i don't know we call it you call it georgia but our state assessment kind of thing seeing the the impact in the in the schools but you know some of the things long-term goals for us is to really even um, push more of our arts integration starting at our elementaries and, and, and really infusing those arts to help spark the, um, the, the rewards in, in the academics that are, are tested subjects. And mm-hmm. that's going to be a long-term project, but I got a long time to, I'm only, I just turned 37. So, I, I mean, I got a long You're a time. You're a baby. <laughs> I've got I've got time and yeah. and one thing I learned a, a great great advice from my superintendent when when she offered me this job was you know Creston um 
go slow to go fast. <laughs> so that that's one thing I'm like, you know what? The okay, tortoise and the hare. That's right. Yeah. Same same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So uh how but that's so exciting for you to be able to be in that role and and how fortunate your your all of your teachers are, you know, uh with you in that position as well. I mean so exciting how, times. Is it difficult, you know, because obviously you're a string player, you're an orchestra person and was it difficult for some of um, your teachers there to accept, like, well, the band people are like, well, he just, he's not going to get the band stuff. or Oh, yeah, he, all he, the yeah. time. That happens. But, I, <laughs> you know, time. that's how it is. I, you know, and yeah. one th- that's another thing that I had to realize in this role. I can't take things personally. Yeah, but we as do. Long, exactly. So as hard. long as, oh, yeah. I, but I, I'll, I'll say, let me say this and I'll tell you, sure. yes, that happens. Um, as long as I keep, students at the center of each of my decisions their 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 best interests i feel like i'm going in the, i'll go in the right direction yeah. and I, I obviously ask for feedback um but yes there's always that situation but i'll be honest i thought the same thing with with any of we all think the same yeah. they're a band guy they don't get what i do they're a quiet you know we we don't yeah. get it except uh, one thing I do make it a point to, I'm not the smartest person in the room is the room. When you have that kind of mentality, that philosophy of, I don't have all the answers, Yeah. but when we come together, we can come up with great solutions that will meet the needs of our programs, our teachers, our students, our yeah. community. You know, that that is a philosophy I live by. The the smartest person in the room is the room. Um, That's cool. You know, one change that that I made this year, we we actually hired new um, uh, I call them fine arts facilitators, which are teacher leader roles, kind of like department chairs for the district for for each discipline for each discipline. So that, like, as I said, bringing those people to the table to help make decisions, yeah. to be a part of the process, to 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 really um, maximize teacher voice mm-hmm. so that people, our teachers feel heard. So it's not orchestra guy making decisions yeah. for, you know, such and such, guy, you know, whatever discipline. You, that, that Very much so in this role, you've got to understand that. In, anyone that's uh, governing or, or trying to lead in a direction where it's like, I know best, but I wish them the best. And it's going to be yeah. a very tough road right. and maybe short one <laughs> if, 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 if you, uh, lead with, with that type of mentality. Yeah. But, um, yes, I did, I did have, I, 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 I did and still do. And, but the, you know, that's going to be, one until we get in that routine because this is only my second year going right. on this yeah. role you know the more that i cultivate that sense of i teacher voice yeah. drives what we do you know, then i believe you you kind of limit that kind of thought process you where build it's not, the trust with yes them. building that trust and it takes time it does for sure it takes that, same way with our students you know i mean we have to do that that the same way as a teacher with our students uh, build that trust and um you know coming in like for my example coming into a new position you know they don't know who I am really uh they probably read my bio that the parents put out or whatever and yeah you know and so for me it's uh it's just one of the big words uh in this orchestra anagram that I have is trust and uh yes it's important you know and it but it takes time uh but it goes and it goes both ways you know I have to be able yes. to trust them. You trust me and um, I'll try to give you a great experience and, and lead you through. And the same way, you know, when I'm gone or whatever happens or when you're on your own, I need to be able to trust you as well. If you want to be Absolutely. able to travel or, you know, do all these things. Yeah. I, I, I saw a really funny yet it, it rang true quote from um, Warren Buffett, a uh, major, you know, investor, mm-hmm. Om- the Oracle of Omaha, you know, you think of like, um, I think when I think trust, it's, it's something, um, you know, it's like a baby trying to really develop a baby. And one of his, his quotes are you, you can't create a baby in a month by getting nine women pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it takes yeah. time. Yeah. It, it takes, it's going to take that time and with trust. You've got to build that trust and it takes time. It takes results. It takes 
evidence. It takes, um, you know, that in showing of that investment in that relationship. And so, but that's, but I, that's what I have to do. And, and, you know, that's one of the ways that I'm doing it is, is really um, amplifying the teacher voice in the decision-making. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And, and let me tell you, I don't know where the manual is, though. They, I lost that. that was, the manual to begin administrator. I'm still looking. <laughs> You're at still like, where's that? Where's that at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and every situation is so different. Uh, but uh, I, you know, you're one example. Um, uh, my good friend Carolyn Landreau, who I taught with uh, in Fulton, you may know Carolyn. Um, she's she's taking an administrator role this year in, oh, okay. uh, in Marietta City Schools uh, here in Atlanta area, and. Um, I'm anxious to talk with her uh, on how, you know, uh, how it's going to go in her first year. So we may get her on here after she uh, is in there for a semester or so and, and, and see Tell her, I wish her the best. Yeah. Good vibes coming from Houston. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, anything else that, uh, you know, is kind of pressing in your mind or, th- you know, uh, what you have some things coming up. Are you, I know we're going to be doing that, uh, the session um, for the rehearsing the high school orchestra uh, book uh, at Midwest uh, in December, yes, so yes. that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, very excited about. Any that. other um, you know things you have coming up? Me, uh, well, me coming. Well, I mean, I have. I, I'm fortunate, as you said. I, I'm a performer, you know, and and um, you know, I, I have to have that creative side, which I strongly encourage everyone to continue to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we get in these. Um, <clears throat> classrooms and we kind of lose our identity of our initial identity of, you know, being that performer, that creator on our instrument. So, uh, you know, I love uh, performing and I'm conducting and I'm actually excited. Um, Next, the first semester at KU, I'm going to be conducting their first concert at University of Kansas. Very, Very excited to go back to my alma mater and conduct the orchestra that I sat in that I didn't, I couldn't have imagined myself doing that uh, in, in the, in the past. So very excited to do that. Um, but, you know, one thing I, I would love to, to kind of spread this message out about what we do with our profession, especially post pandemic. Um, we more so than ever have to relate what we do um, to the to the practical and relevant side. And and I say that in a way that um, what you're seeing being in this role, I see now things like CTE, how they are um, career tech. Oh, career tech. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Career tech education, um, technology education, Uh, how they really are pushing, Hey, you can get your certification in X, Y, Z and have a job right when you get out. And these these skills that you learn are relevant and practical to what people need today. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, they are. That's great. But so are we. You know, we we also have those practical, relevant skills that are needed. And, you know, we have to be far more forthcoming with those these days, because uh, when it comes to what what I'm fearful of um, is in the future, if we aren't, people will start choosing choosing things that they feel are more relevant yeah. to their career. Well, you're, you're not going to be a musician in your career, so you don't need that. You're not going to learn anything from that class yeah. because, with, that you need in your career. It's like, oh my gosh, that's not true. That's yeah. not true. So we have to be far more proactive with our messaging to show this is what you gain that will connect to any field, regardless if you're going to continue in fine arts, you will, these skills will allow you to maximize what you do in any field. I love, well, one of my um, great <clears throat> uh, opportunities, I teach the um, non-music major orchestra at Rice University. Oh, wow. Yes. I love you do that after work. I know, right? On my free time. <laughs> I do it on Saturdays. On Saturdays. So I can do, oh, wow. I do it on Saturdays. And all of these students are non-music majors. There are There's some composers in there, but most uh, 90% of this orchestra, non-music related. Great. It's amazing. Yeah. 
because they get it. In fact, many of them stated that because of this experience, they were able to get into Rice, a school like Rice, which is very difficult to get into. Yeah. Um, and I'm just fascinated about how they connect what they learned in the arts with to, getting into the field that they're about to get into yeah. that. I, I mean, I, it's like living proof. And I, I you know, I, I plan on writing articles about this cause I'm fortunate to That's be cool. like in the, in the mix where it's like, I'm seeing these, you know, neural soon to be neurosurgeons or soon to be, <laughs> you know, uh, rocket scientists and all that. And they're, they're, they, they accredit their experience in the fine arts and in music to, what they do. And that being said, that we need more of them as yeah. well. And and the, when we are able to share that message of you can continue, this enhances what mm -hmm. you do. I think the future of what we do will be far brighter, far, 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 far brighter. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted I wanted to share that because that's something that, um, you know, a message that we are going to have to be a little more proactive yeah, about. Right. I know I, as we were starting their, our school year with our meetings and everything, our you know, principal brings out the data to talk about how competitive it is, particularly in our um, – we have a, three high schools pretty close together. They're all very competitive with each other. Um, my school, Lasseter High School, Pope High School, and then Walton High School. Those are three schools with really high academics and high – and uh, he, he said there were – 247 students uh, of, of about our 500 or so that had a 4.0 grade point average. <laughs> so how do you separate yourself from the other, the, the person next to you that's 245th and you're 246th? How do you separate yourself yes. from them? You yes. know, and staying in our programs is one way. Absolutely. You know, that, Absolutely. that, that, Yes, it took, you know, six to nine AP classes, you know. I mean, it was 4.0 or higher, I should say, you know, but at least a 4.0 is over about half the class, which is wow. insane to think about. Um, I don't know if it's great inflation or what, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like <laughs> there's so many uh, AP offerings and, and yes. uh, you know, and, and I always tell my students this. I'm straight with them. I'm like, if I had the grades today, and the transcript today and the test scores today, uh, what I had when I got out of high school, I uh -huh. wouldn't be admitted to any of the, the yeah. universities I hold degrees from. Yes, yes, yes. It's different, different it's world. Way I, I didn't even I didn't even pay attention to class, especially class rank. Oh, mm -hmm. my gosh. I, I didn't know what mine was. And these kids, they have underground li lists where they calculate and they they it's it's insane this G, yeah. the numbers game and the approach and you know i remember at one point i ended up because i had a student that wanted to drop the class because he was like look i need in order for me to get into this university i think it was stanford you know i've got to have the you know get these these classes in or um and and i this gpa is 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 hurting me it's holding me back so i yeah. i ended up calling stanford i called them and I tried to call someone in the in the um, admissions office <clears throat> and ask them, look, I've got this issue. This is I have a student that wants to quit right now because they want to get into where you are. What do I tell them? What do I say to them? And and they were they they said and I, I get it. They, they obviously you can't be like they need to do X, Y, Z. Right, right. But they, they said, look, I would encourage them to take the classes that they want to take. Because they they want to be have well-rounded students take what they want to take. Don't try to target yeah. and, and, and calculate what things you need to do. Take what you want to take and and offer the portfolio that you have, which is you. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's you, you, you try to tell that to these students that it's like, look, there, there's no specific formula. But one thing that is beneficial, exactly what you said, is showing your perseverance of going through our programs from, you know, either sixth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade, all the way through 12th all grade. That's through. a lot of perseverance. I, I know that if I take somebody like that, they're going to finish their degree yeah. in my university. They're not going to quit when things get tough. Yeah. And I, t I tell my students, I said, you know, you're going to be with me for four years 
uh, how is it going to look when you have a like a letter of recommendation from a teacher you've had that long and had that relationship yes. with that, that yes. knows your potential, that knows your growth? And like, oh, yeah. So you know, absolutely. At Alpharetta, I had students get into Harvard and I mean, Yale and and they were uh, some of them were really good players and some of them were just average players, but they worked hard enough to get into the top, you know, top group over the four years. Yep. And um it's great, you know, but yeah. they, but that 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 type of recommendation, that type of relationship, I think the yes. college, I think the colleges want to see that too. Absolutely, I, I just know. just this year um, had a, a student uh, this past year had a student get into MIT was you know top ten. They weren't valedictorian, right? They got into MIT, and it was because and they had me write a letter of recommendation about their experience with music, and they put in their application about their music experience. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's, it's be you. Yeah. You yeah. be you. Right. And, and, you know, I, I, all these, a lot of students are, you know, looking at, I have to get into this school and it's like, there's no data that shows because you went here, you're yes. going to be more successful. Yeah. So I have, I have a real hard time with that. And, yes. you know, kids taking out $200,000 alone for an undergraduate degree for an undergraduate degree. It's like, it's hard. Chuck, you, you, oh yeah. yeah, that that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Oh, it that's, is. You know that's. Right. <laughs> that's a, oh, oh man. man. <laughs> so, well, this has been fantastic uh, having you on and getting to chat with you a little bit more about Thank all you. of this and hearing your experiences and sharing that with everybody. So, um, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I, I always take you up on being able to have a conversation. I look forward to. Uh, having more conversations with you at, at Midwest and oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have, have many more we'll, and, and, and Asta. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I really appreciate this friendship that we've started and, and looking forward to seeing it, it, it blossom. It's going to be fun. Uh, and uh, I, like I said, you're amazing. Uh, and that, that time we had last year at Midwest and we just kind of just went hit it off and there we go. So here uh, we go. I'm glad, I'm glad we at least got to have you on. Uh, the podcast and um, fantastic. So yes, sir. Well, well, let's do it again sometime. We definitely will. Maybe we could even bring on a you know some more people too. Do like a little yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. A little panel, absolutely. So well, uh, everybody, that's all we have. Uh, thank you, Creston, for being on, and we will see you guys next time on the Orchard Teacher Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.